All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Uh, I'm Jack Brittle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Robert Vona. How's it going, Rob? You know, I would say I'm as fit as a fiddle, seeing as we're trying to uh, change things up here and keep things light. Fit as a fiddle, Rob? Fit as a fiddle. In very, wow. It means uh, in very good health. Hmm. So, you know what? I and, like uh, that. Yeah, branching off of last week because you know I, I I fought the cold and I won. Yeah. So now I'm I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm in very good health and. Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta. You know what? I gotta. I gotta step up my game for next week when you're asking me. How you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, like I gotta I gotta think of something. So. Wow. Okay. Fit as a fiddle. Fit as a fiddle. There we go. Yeah, you know um. Rob's recovered from his uh, his cold. Yep. Uh, you know, last week we were, we were joking that he's doing the show from his hospital bed, and he's he's all good now. I'm good. I'm back in my actual bed. For yeah. Reference and uh, we, no more uh, IVs. No more. No more. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> good to go. I'm I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm in good yeah. health. Um. You know, the doctors were really impressed when they were like, <laughs> he insisted I have to do the show, and you know. Yeah, there was there's actually some surgeons around me and trying to perform like <laughs> some open heart surgery as I got a mic in one hand. Jack's yeah. asking me how I'm doing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't, you can't put me under doc. I got, <laughs> I got, I got it. It's it's Wednesday, you know, Fridays at one p.m. Like I got to do it, man. Like you got to let me live. <laughs> and we made it out the mud. Yeah, we made it out. We we celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving. You know. Yep. Um, had some turkey, had some stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, all the fixings. Who doesn't pumpkin like pie? You know, I don't know. Hot take, hot take. I hate pie. Just all pie out there. Every single if it's a pie. Oh I man, want nothing to do with it. <sighs> I can't. I can't vibe with that one. I'm sorry, Rob. I like apple pie. Like that's nope. my shit. And then nope. pumpkin it's pie. Man. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get some uh, some people in your mentions on Twitter for that one. I hope the pot the pot don't spiked nations got me. Oh, <laughs> the pot the pie community's got nothing on spiked nation. You know what? I'm starting hashtag pie gate. <laughs> hashtag pie gate. Rob doesn't like pies. No, I don't. Man, so what do you have Never for dessert have. at Thanksgiving? Uh... I had do- okay for 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 reference this Thanksgiving I had uh, some donuts. Okay, um, that's not bad. Like my Tim cousin Hortons? actually, no, it's from uh, some next level bakery that's around oh, okay. my area. It's called a quick. I'll pl- I'll plug them. All you need, uh-huh. but need is spelled like when you need dough. Oh, okay. Let me let me search yeah. that up. Yeah, they're uh, the there's real a, deal. There's a good place in um in Hamilton that makes good donuts called I think they're called Granddad's Donuts. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. So there's a shout yeah. out from my neck of the woods. There we go. Everybody's getting involved. Yeah. Some, some donuts. My cousin made um, pumpkin flavored cheese, uh, cheesecake. Mm. It was pretty, it was really good. That, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Man, these, and these then, donuts look good. Oh, they, they got like a s'mores unreal. one. And there was one, it had like cookie dough and like brownie on the top. Oh, unreal. It was just it, it it's mind blowing. 
Yeah, I gotta go to Vaughn to get some of these donuts. Yeah, some all you need donuts. Christmas yeah. OTL Christmas party. I'm bringing. Oh yeah, ten dozen donuts of. I gotta pull out a mortgage, but ten dozen donuts. <laughs> we need to. We need to. Need. We need to do like a film the OTL Christmas party and put that up on our YouTube. Yeah, a little live stream. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Oh, I just I, no. I meant like we could do like a best of like. Oh, okay. Like just film it, like do like a vlog almost or something. Yeah, yeah. You need, mean, the people get some behind the scenes look at all the OTL personalities. Oh yeah, the, the exciting lives of uh, the OTL yeah. personnel every every for every person at OTL. Yeah, the exciting the, behind the scenes. There probably will be a certain point at the night where we just have to turn off the cameras because everybody's way too drunk. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I'm gonna end the live now. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. But uh, there was, other than the Canadian Thanksgiving, there was also a lot of uh, great NFL football being played. Um, quite a quite a number of headlines here. I think we should start off. You know, we always talk about our our two favorite teams. Um, so I think maybe we should just start off there because, you know what, we both finally. One on the same week, we're, we got we got the same record, right? Two and yep. three, yeah. Two and three, and we're still tied with the Chiefs. Yep, yeah. So. Although I will say I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs this week for obvious reasons, but whatever. Well, it's it's all good. Yeah, it's it's not really all good, Kansas City, but no, not for Kansas City. But um, you know what? Yeah, so I don't know. You you can. <laughs> We can talk about um, how the Steelers did this week. They got a win against the Denver Broncos. What did you think about your Steelers? They did. You know, we said on the last episode that like this was the this was the game to win because you can't drop to one and four, and two and three isn't that bad. And you know, I think I think they had the same mindset going into the game. It seemed like right from the first snap, uh, they were right in it. They were ready to go. I mean, they scored a touchdown on the opening drive which has not happened in a very long time. And, you know, scoring itself doesn't come by very easily for Pittsburgh. And um, it, it was good to see, you know, it's like they knew that they had to win. So they really banded together and came away with the win. Um, Harris looked good. You know, he started getting some, some blocking from the offensive line, which was good to see. Uh, ben made some throws downfield, which was good to see. Um, Claypool had a good game. What kind of sucks is that Juju is out for the rest of the year with a shoulder injury. But to be honest, I'm not too worried for the Steelers' sake. Um, I have a ton of confidence in Claypool and Johnson. So I'm not as upset about it as others maybe. Obviously, get well soon, Juju. I'm not saying I wish you were hurt or anything. But, yeah, it was good to see. And uh, going into next week where they play – at home again against a Seattle team without Russell Wilson. I think that's another game that they need to win because it's one thing if you drop to two and four before your bye week, but it's another thing if you win two in a row and now you climb back to 500. Yeah. So I'm expecting same intensity, same everything from Pittsburgh next week in hopes of getting back to 500 and giving Ben a week off to get rested for the rest of the season. What did you Your think Patriots. about? Yeah, no, well, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to quickly um, ask you a question about the game too. Like, what did you think 
made the difference in that like they won this week like what what, what do you think was the big biggest factor that I'd say definitely the run game. Um, this was the first game where I really saw Harris break out for runs that were kind of like, you know, upwards of seven or eight yards. And he's a very, he's a tough runner. Like he's hard to bring down and he's, he's, he's a tough guy. So I think that mixed with the, like how, like that kind of bounces off of how good the offensive line was. Right. So yeah. then because of that, like it kind of just allowed everything else to kind of work for Ben, for example, so I think the run game especially was really what put him over the top because it really just, you know, it seemed like it kind of looked like Harris, like flashes of when he was at Alabama. Um, you know, he was, he was running real hard and he was getting runs upwards of 10 yards at a time, which was good to see. And it, it wears down the defense. Right. And then yeah. it opens up opportunities for Ben to throw downfield to Claypool or whoever. So I definitely say that was the driving factor behind uh, their win this week. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess now we can talk about my uh, my Patriots. Um, you know, I was, I'm I, you know I'm happy they won. Like I'm happy, I I'm happy they won. Obviously, you know I, I I didn't want them to lose against the Texans. I, I said last week this was a must win game, um, because similar to the Steelers situation, you don't want to drop to to one and four, and uh, especially not against the Houston Texans. You know, so. I'm happy they won, but with that being said, this game was way too close. I mean, the fact that they had to come back to win this game and they were down like 22 to nine, I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it just scares me going forward because if they have to come back against the Texans, are they really going to beat, be able to beat like good teams? Like, I, I, but I don't know. Like last week, they, they almost beat the Bucks, and this week they're struggling to beat the the Texans. So I, I don't know. It's just there's too much inconsistency, you know? And um, one of the things I've really noticed in the, in, in watching a lot of the Patriots games this year is, and and something that I haven't seen in years past is just all the kind of mental errors that, that guys are making like penalties. Um, Damian Harris, I don't know what's going on with him, but I guess he just can't keep, keep onto the ball because he's just fumbling left and right. Um, And, you know, he was, he's injured. After this game, I don't know how long he's gonna be. He's gonna be out, but at this point, they're pretty short-handed at running back. Um, you know, they get, they still got Ramondre Stevenson, but I mean, yeah, I, I just I'm a little concerned with that because I, I do think they still need a solid run game behind Mac. I, I think you know they shouldn't be putting too much pressure on on him as a rookie quarterback. Um, but yeah, just I don't know, just concerned about all the, all the kind of penalties and, and mistakes and stuff. Um, but, you know, there, there's definitely some good takeaways from this game. I mean, I think their defense is just look really impressive, especially their, their front seven. Um, the, the pass rushing has been really good. Matt Judon has been unbelievable so far. Um, I'm really impressed with him. Uh, and the other thing too, with the offense, I think that fine, they're finally getting, um, the tight ends involved you know it's been it's been so long since the Patriots have had um, or at least it feels it feels like a long time I mean you look you know I guess like two years ago they still had Gronk but last year they I, I didn't think they, I think they had like one touchdown by a tight end the whole year so it was pretty you know they're pretty non-existent at that position but I think finally they're starting to get 
the two tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith involved. Uh, um, Hunter Henry's had two straight games with a touchdown reception. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Mac Jones can kind of find a rapport with those two guys, I think that could, that could really help. Um, but yeah, I think just, they really need to work on, and I'm just really surprised because I, you know, I'm not used to it with, with a, with a Bill Belichick coach team where it's like, you know, you're fumbling and you're taking penalties. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's stuff that's, I think is just inexcusable for, for, uh, you know, a, a Patriots team. So, you know, I think there were some good takeaways from this game. Um, but overall I was just, I felt that it was, uh, it was way too close for comfort in my opinion. Yeah. Especially mental errors like that. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to speak on behalf of the team, but I think a big reason mental errors occur is because, you know, a lot of the team, a lot of players on this team, especially the offense are new. Mm-hmm. Right. So it might be just trying to get on the same page. Yeah. Um, but still there to a certain degree, like, you can't make those mistakes against good teams because yeah. they're going to eat you alive for it. Especially right? the fumbles. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately they were able to come away against Houston, but again, you do that in the future against better teams, they're going to make you pay for yeah. it. Right. And when you're sitting at a record under 500, you really like you, you can't afford to make those mistakes to begin with, but then no. when you're sitting at a record of under 500, your backs are that much against that much more up against the wall. So, you know, it's okay. Both of them won. We're moving on to week six now, two and three apiece. Yeah. I, yeah, I just wanted one more thing. Like, your, to your point about you can't do this against good teams, most teams aren't going to give you a zero yard punt to work with. So, did you see that play? No, I didn't. <laughs> so, basically, what happened was the Houston punter, he was trying to draw the Patriots offside. So, he, he like quickly ran up to the line and act like he was going to like, you know, get snapped the ball and throw it or something. But then like at the last second, he went back to like punting formation, but he didn't go back far enough. So when they snapped in the ball, he tried to like run and kick, but he wasn't back far enough. So he, he kicked the ball and it just hit, hit one of the Texans players helmets and it went for um, zero yards. So that sums up the Houston Texans as a pretty much. Team. Yeah. So just I just that. wanted to throw that out there. I don't think like the Chiefs are going to make that mistake, even though they'll they make some other three. mistakes, though. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, well, just yeah, I thought this would be a good transition. Um, talking about other kicking woes. Yes. Uh, there was a game this week that it seemed like nobody wanted to win this game. It was just no. like, nah, you can, nah, you know what? You can win. You can win. And then I honestly, halfway through the overtime, I'm like, is this game going to end in a tie? Like, I was getting, like, big tie vibes from this game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a, a, a picture here, a tweet from Mr. Field Yates. The, the last, at one at one point, it was the last six possessions to take place in this, uh, in this game between mm. Cincinnati and Green Bay. Uh, missed field goal from Cincinnati. Missed field goal from Green Bay, interception by Cincinnati, missed field goal by Green Bay, missed field goal by Cincinnati, and missed field goal by Green Bay. That is within the span of like not even 10 minutes. Yeah. 
I wish I was joking. Um, obviously, Green Bay came away with the win, <clears throat> thankfully, taking down an AFC North rival. But uh, that was that was ridiculous. I I was watching this and I was like, "Am I like, is this for real? Is this actually happening?" Yeah. And I felt like I was watching a CFL game for some. <laughs> Damn, tell me how you really feel. And I full disclosure, I like the CFL, but I've been watching it lately, and the kickers, a lot of the kickers are absolute garbage. So sorry, it must be said. Say it how it is. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers continues to to. Uh, Prevail, putting up 344 yards. 200 of, 206 of them went in Devontae Adams' direction, which is absurd, uh, both connecting for another touchdown. And Green Bay makes it – is that four in a row for Green Bay? Four wins th- in a row? I think it is. Yes, it is. So I believe they're now sitting atop the uh, NFC North, to nobody's surprise. And, you know, I, I, I mean – I really don't think they can afford to do something like this again. No. Because uh, that was like literally once in 10 years you'll see that. Maybe yeah, like, more. Because if it wasn't for the Cincinnati kicker like being terrible, then they would have, you know, Mason Crosby basically would have blown them this game. But um, mm-hmm. both kickers were just not on the ball today, you know, but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and slander kickers though, because I think kickers <laughs> kickers are people too, you know. But they are. At they the are. same at the same time, it is your job. <laughs> so there's this tweet from somebody. It was like, just kick it through the two things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> just no context. Yeah. Just, just put it between the two yellow things. And, yeah. And that was it. But yeah, man, that that was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, is this another another kicking topic? Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. The Man, Detroit it's Lions. All about kickers, punters kicking. today. Bunch of kicking. Um, the Detroit Lions get walked off on a winning field goal again. Yeah. They lost to division rivals Minnesota Vikings, um, nineteen to seventeen. Two weeks after they lost to Baltimore, nineteen to seventeen. Yeah. On a walk-off field goal. Yeah, you know, I'm just starting to feel bad for the Lions because I honestly, like, I don't think they're a good team, but I do think they're better than their record. Like, they just probably deserve to win at least one of those games. Yeah. Right? Like, so, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. They have a habit, I guess, of just the way it, the way it works out. Like, they're leaving too much time on the clock and, you know. That's why I've been he- that's why I've been hesitant to to go against Detroit in the uh, in in the fan in the, our survivor pool because it's like I think one of these days they they got to get a win you know but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, they made history after only five weeks. Um, Detroit has become the first team in NFL history to lose on a game-winning field goal of fifty or more yards with no time left on the clock twice in a single season. Wow. So there's a stat and we're only for in week five. There. Yeah, and we're only in week five. So there's a stat for everything out there, and Detroit has now added to that list. Um, You're quickly becoming our a resident uh, statistician on Spike. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta. You know, we, we we keep things light around here. You know, we yeah. have a certain level of professionalism to a certain degree. Other times, yeah. 
it's just you know we gotta we gotta fact check in the middle of the episode but you know what that's why the best of us i don't know if i've ever addressed this on the show but that's where the name part of where the name spiked came from because it's like you know spiked obviously football terms but spike doesn't like you know i don't know just you know like you spike a like a drink or something and then it's like you know have i don't time. know i don't know where i'm going with this neither do i <laughs> neither do i full Just, reference we're not talking about spiking somebody else's drink no 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 okay? no yeah no. yeah no <laughs> that is not what i'm talking about i don't want anybody i don't want anybody to twist i don't want all no. the pie lovers to come after us and start twisting our words I what I meant, I meant like you're at like a high school dance or something, and you're like, oh, let's put you know vodka in the 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 punch. punch. Yeah, yeah, that's the type of spike that I'm talking. Not (laughs) yeah, not anything else. So get your mind out of the gutter, guys. Brutal. Uh, however, I think in terms of kicking terms, that might be all. I think we're done with kickers. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll save it for a rainy day. Uh, in other news, this was. My game of the week, uh, yeah. the Browns and the Chargers went full on shootout as the Chargers came away 47 to 42. I think they combined for 41 points in the fourth quarter. That yeah, is the, ridiculous. This score, when I saw the score, it's, I, I, I thought it was like a college game or something. Like, this is not a score you see very often in the NFL, like this high scoring. So, um, Unfortunately, I didn't really get a, a chance to watch much of this game, but uh, from what I did see, it was just, yeah, it was a shootout. Like, it was just totally back and forth. And, um, you know, I think that I, obviously we, we, I think most people know about Justin Herbert. They know he's the real deal. Um, he's, you know, I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league going forward. Um, but, you know, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of still a lot of slander with uh with my guy baker mayfield um you know and we're you know we're good buddies so uh you know that's why i say almost sooner's legend yeah exactly um but you know i mean i think you you could say he went toe-to-toe with with herbert in this game um so i mean obviously the run game helps out a lot you got hunt you got chubb um so that 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 certainly doesn't hurt, but you know, you still need good play from your quarterback to, to get within, you know, get this game this close. So I got another stat for you revolving this game. Teams were previously 401 and O <laughs> in the Super Bowl era when scoring 40 or more points and committing zero turnovers. Wow. After the Browns loss, those teams are now 401 and one. Wow. No turnovers from the Browns and they still found a way to lose. Yeah. Um, Heartbreak city for Cleveland. Mm. I'm not complaining though. No. (laughs) Uh, And like you said, Herbert's been tearing it up. uh, And the chargers look, I feel like every week I'm saying this, but I'm gaining more and more confidence in the chargers. Yeah because they seem to be attacking people from all angles. Justin Herbert's been playing great. Eckler's been playing great. Mike Williams is their wide receiver one at the moment, ahead of uh, Keenan Allen, which is interesting to see because Keenan Allen's been that guy for a long time. Yeah. Not to say that Mike Williams hasn't, but, you know, he's 
just blowing them out of the water and blowing a lot of people out of the water. Yeah. Um, they're looking like the front runners to take this division, seeing as they're now how many games ahead? are they two games ahead of KC? Yeah, they're four and one. So yep. They're yeah, looking I'm, like they're gonna take down that that division. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I remember watching the Chargers last year, and I honestly didn't think they were that bad of a team last year. I think they just had so many tough breaks. Like they would, you know, I don't know if you remember, but they would just losing losing every game by like, you know, three points well, at, yeah. at most, you know, and it was just like that. Yeah. So it wasn't that they were a bad team. It was just that it almost reminded me of actually Detroit this year. Um, they just couldn't they, close it out. Yeah, they just couldn't close it out. And now they, you know, I don't know if it's some, you know, obviously some additions they made in the offseason, the draft. But also, I think I really do think having fans there helps out a lot, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another big reason they're doing so well is because they got rid of their old head coach. Um, yeah. And they brought in a new coaching staff and, you know, five games in, it's already seeming to work wonders yeah. because they are on another level right now. Um, yeah. They're, they're looking real good. And I wouldn't be surprised if they not only win this division, but maybe they're one of the top seeds in the AFC next to like maybe a Buffalo or yeah. I don't know, Baltimore, if they keep it up. So they're looking like, like they're going to, steamroll a bunch of people yeah and uh i think that's a good segue into the next team we're going to talk about which is it's almost like we planned it out yeah (laughs) it's almost like it's almost like we know what we're doing yeah crazy um yeah the uh the buffalo bills um what what can be said i mean this is really really impressive with this run (laughs) that they're on uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but you know, it's, uh, we got to you know, give I credit think, where credit's due. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I, and a lot of people were kind of, I don't, you know, I wasn't necessarily buying into it yet before this game. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, they completely dominated their last three opponents, but look who they were playing. It was like three straight backup QBs, no offense to Taylor Heineke, the goat, but you know, Amen. must he is a backup quarterback and you know obviously I mean they were you know they were just yeah they were just totally annihilating their opponents but the competition wasn't that impressive this game was really the test to see okay now you're going up against a real team at arrowhead sunday night football let's see if you can do it and they showed up i mean you know that this is just i i'm just looking here um on espn's website it's a clip from first take. Stephen A declares the Chiefs done after lost the Bills. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm at this point. I, if you're a Chiefs fan, I would be very concerned. Yeah. I mean, again, Buffalo, I, if my math is correct, I think they've scored like roughly 130 points in their past Nuts. four games, which is just unbelievable. Um, but I want to point this out. I'm looking at some of the stats ahead of next week and Kansas city's defense ranks last in points allowed at 32.6 and their second last in total yards given up at 450. Wow. <laughs> now other categories, for example, passing yards, rushing yards, um, they're 28th tied for 28th and 29th. 
So they're basically bottom five in a lot of major yeah. categories. And then you look over to the flip side of their offense. They're within the top 10 in total yards, points, third down percentage. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's a tale of two halves really, because, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the off season, I remember a lot of people were harping on the fact that they, they needed to improve their offensive line after their performance in the Super Bowl, And that's exactly what they did. They went out and brought in new pieces, but now it's like, sure, you can have the best offensive line in the world, but yeah. this defense is, is literally doing no favors at all. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Mahomes can only do so much and the rest of the offense, of course, but yeah, it's, it's looking like they're, they're finding, they're finding troubles and, you know, going up against a good offense, obviously, because yeah, this is like, and I mean, even, even against mediocre teams, I mean, we talked about last week about when they, they uh, beat the Eagles, but they had to score like 40 points, Yep. you know, and I don't think that's a team where you should be needing to, you know, just go toe to toe and, and be in a shootout against, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Buffalo kind of got their revenge for the, uh, the AFC uh, championship game last year. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Buffalo, I think they, like you said, I think they're definitely they're going to be one of the top seeds in the AFC along with the Chargers and, um, you know, yeah, like you said, the Ravens. And just yeah, for I'm, reference, um, I think this is just the case, like for, for last last week's game between Buffalo and Kansas City, this is just a case of an offense that's doing really good right now and a defense that's doing really yeah. bad right now. Yeah. Uh, like – Allen went for 315 yards and he did that on 15 completions. So, um, you know, usually when guys throw for upwards of, mm. you know, That's... 300 yards is a lot, but upwards yeah. of like 250, maybe you'll start seeing like completions around the twenties and he did 315 yeah. at 15 completions. So, yeah. And Mahomes threw the ball 54 times. He's 33 for 54, 272 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. And yeah, and, and I mean, that's the other thing that we're just not used to seeing out of Mahomes, right? Is, is the interceptions. I mean, I think he's in the, he's one of the, he, he's, I think he's tied for like second or third in, uh, you know, interception thrown in the league right now. So yeah, he's thrown six up to this point. So yeah. That's over an interception per game. Yeah. So, but but the you know the problem is when you're when you're desperately trying to score because you you have no faith in your defense you know a lot of times you put the ball in harm's way so you know that that's just an unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Are you ready to write off the Chiefs? No, I'm not ready to write them off. I'm not. I'm not going to be as a uh, hot take as you know as as uh, as Stephen A. But. I would be very concerned. I mean, I, I I'm gonna look right now at who they're uh, who they're facing in the next in the coming weeks. But yeah, I mean, I just they don't look. And we talked about this before. They don't look like that that same powerhouse that they did in years past. And I think it is a lot. A lot of it has to do with the defense. Um, you know, they got the Titans next week. I mean, that should be a winnable game. Um, you know, Giants. Packers, Raiders, Cowboys. I mean, there's some there's some tough games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers again. So I, I I don't know. I I do. I'm not gonna say they're done, but I I am 
concerned. I would be concerned if I was a Chiefs fan. I think this is the time now for <clears throat> for the Chiefs because they got Washington, they got the Titans, they got the Giants. This is where you start, you know, making a run because yeah. in the the same way we were saying that the Steelers and the Patriots can't fall to one and four, they cannot afford to lose. I don't know, six games this year, seven no. games this year, maybe because the AFC is that good. Because mm-hmm. looking at the standings now, I mean, like we said, the Bills are looking like they're going to take the number one seed, but between Baltimore. I'm not really going to count Cincinnati because I, I, I'm not too sure if they can keep it up. Yeah. Um, and you know, the same, the same way that, you know, some teams are finding different way, hard, uh, a hard time to close it out. They had the game kind of handed to them this week as did Green Bay. And it's just funny that Green Bay had to take it, but you know, good teams capitalize on stuff like that. So uh, there's that there's Cleveland. That's, you know, three and two, and they've played some tough teams. Um, Tennessee is going to win their division, the chargers. So there's a, there's a good teams coming out of the AFC. Yeah. And at the moment it's looking like Kansas city is going to take a wild card spot. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost like how many games can you really afford to lose? Right. And you're already mm-hmm. at four. Lo- you're already at what? Four losses. They're at two and three. Oh, sorry. Three losses. So yeah, yeah like, you know, I, I think I would think at most you can lose, two two more games like that might yeah. sound crazy but like when you're looking at the amount of good teams coming out of the AFC especially in your own division you, you know you really you, you can't afford to be losing many more games right so yeah i think th- this is definitely the time where where Kansas City's got to start getting into the groove and and start winning games because it's uh there's a small window yeah and if they don't take that now I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the Sunday night game. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about the Monday night game, which was the Ravens versus the Colts. And uh, yeah, I mean, what can be said about the Ravens? What can be said about Mr. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Honestly, I've I've always been a fan of Lamar. I know you've kind of uh, you've been kind of fifty fifty with him, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just like this. I'll put it into perspective for this game, for example. You know, a lot of the times, obviously, Lamar is very one dimensional in yeah. the sense that he only not only but he uses his legs a lot. Mm-hmm. And up until this point in the season, really, I haven't seen anything from his arm that shows me that he's, you know, a complete quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, he was able to do it this game, obviously, and that's why they won. I, it's not because he rushed for however many yards. It's because he was able to throw the ball. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to get the point across is the fact that, you know, if Lamar wants to take it to the next level, in my opinion – then he needs to show that he's able to throw the ball. I'm not saying he's got to go out there every game and throw 440 yards for him to change my mind, but I'm saying he needs to be able to a make accurate passes and B show that he's competent and comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. And up until this game, I haven't seen any of that. So I was, you know, not convinced, 
granted, you know, this game was a different story. He, you know, failed to complete six passes. He went 37 for 43, four passing touchdowns, 440 yards. And he was the main source of why I lost in fantasy this week, <laughs> but whatever. Off. Um, but yeah, like this is another good team. That's just finding a way they've made it four in a row as well. After yeah. starting the season, zero and one, zero and one, they've now won four straight games, and they show no signs of slowing down. This is only going to boost their confidence, in my opinion. A huge come from behind win, and yeah, you know, it looks I, like it looks like they're the favorites to take that division. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think the thing with the Ravens for me is that the real test is going to be in the playoffs because I think for the past couple of years they've had pretty impressive regular seasons, but you know, I mean, okay, last year Lamar did win his first playoff game. He got the, you know, the monkey off his back, but um, I still think overall they haven't, you know, they, I mean, the, there's been a, quite a few years where I think they look like real, you know, contenders, but they've, I don't think they've made, they haven't made it to an AFC championship game. And uh, I think, so I think that that'll be the next step. I think that'll be the, the real test, but obviously you need to get there first. And um, this is a great, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're well on their way. Um, you know, yeah, I've been, I've just been very impressed with Lamar so far and, uh, yeah. And then, I, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the Colts, but I just, I don't know what's going on there. I'm really confused. Yeah, me too. Um, that's literally, you put it perfectly, just confused because coming into this season, like, I, I did not think Indy's a bad team and I still don't think they're like a bad team. No, I just like, I don't know. They're just like there. Right. But, and, and I mean, Winston, I think, Winston didn't have a bad game. I mean, he went 25 for 35, 402 yards, two TDs. Like that's not bad. No. And I mean, granted, you know, to open up the season, they did have a little bit of a tough schedule. They opened up against Seattle mm. they played the Rams and then week three in Tennessee. And I, you can make the argument that if you want to be a good team, you know, you, these are the games you need to win against yeah. the division rival. But to be honest, Tennessee is just a better team than Indy. So that probably wasn't going to happen anyways. And then, you know, they get the win against Miami and now they go back to facing another good team in Buffalo or sorry, <laughs> in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had a tough go up until this point, but like you said, like Wentz is not playing good. I, I believe he's thrown like one interception this year. Yeah. So he's, you know, he had that trouble with a couple with both of his ankles and he's still going out there and providing for Indy. Right. Yeah. And I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan. He's been playing great. So I think it's just a little bit of a tough schedule as well as, just not being as complete of a team as I think maybe some people thought out they were, but I I do think that they have it in them to bounce back. Obviously next week they're at home against Houston. So that should be a win. Um, But I, it's the same, it's the same case. Like if you want to be a playoff team, now is the time to start winning because of how good the AFC is. And they're most likely not going to win their division with Tennessee being Tennessee. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just think their offense looks good on paper, right? But obviously, it just hasn't come together. And um, I do. I, I want to note they are doing a, 
in-season hard knocks this year with the Colts. Yeah. So that, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. They'll have all the answers as to why the Colts are not. Yeah. Maybe, good. maybe next, uh, you know, next year we'll, we'll finally find out what, what went wrong. Yeah. Until then, we're just going to put a big question mark over the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. I mean, at that. you can, you can argue whether or not it's too late for them to turn their season around, but at one and four, like that's, it's really tough. It know? is. So it is, but at, at the same time, like, you know, like I said, they play Houston next week. They're back at it in San Francisco. Then they're placing Tennessee. Then they got the jets, the Jaguars, the bills, the, you know what? They're screwed. Never mind. <laughs> and jets and they're Jaguars. Screwed. That's okay. But <laughs> at San Francisco, again, at home against Tennessee, they got the bills and the bucks in back-to-back weeks, you know, uh, they're playing Arizona. They're playing the Patriots. So, this is tough. They've just yeah. had a tough schedule all around. But somebody's got to take it. So, yeah. Sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, and then the, 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 the final uh, topic we have here is, uh, you know, la- last week we were talking about Urban Meyer and, you know, kind of his uh, distraction for, you know, with the team, um, with the Jaguars and how, you know, his job's kind of up in the air, um, you know, but, but I think we, you know, we were kind of joking around with it. Like it was, it was kind of, cause it is kind of, kind of funny, like, you know, him being in this video dancing with the, with another girl and whatever. Um, but the, the situation with John Gruden, I think is a lot more um, serious. And I think, you know, I, I don't know, like, have you, I don't know how, fo- how closely you've been following this, but um you know, I, I didn't really know about, like, I was just reading about the, um, I watched a couple segments on, on first take. I know, um, one of my favorite analysts, uh, Mina Kimes did a great piece, um, about the John Gruden fire, uh, resigning. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah. I mean, there's no place in any type of workplace for stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, obviously a lot of homophobic and like racist comments came out and or they circulated back to emails he sent like however many years ago. Um, and it's pretty ironic because Carl Nassib on uh, yeah. Raiders is like the first openly gay player in the NFL. So yeah. that's an even worse look on, on Gruden. And I've seen like some reports saying that, you know, back when he was coaching with Tampa or in his previous years with the Raiders that he would fire some, he would cut a player, not because of their skill level, but because of like, you know, other reasons, obviously. So stuff like that, like aside from the whole distraction perspective, because that's obviously one thing, but regardless, like that's so like inhumane, you know, like there's there's really, there's really no place for, for stuff like that anywhere. And this was a team that started three and oh, Mm-hmm. And they are now at three and two, just a huge distraction. Um, yeah, you know they're going to undergo obviously a new coaching, a new head coach, yeah. which is difficult midway through the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's going to be tough for the Raiders. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for John Gruden to find another job. Um, yeah, because I believe the 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 Bucks also took him out from. I don't, the know, I, I don't know if it was called the Ring of Honor. Yes, yeah. they removed him from that as well. So. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's just it's just very backwards thinking. And I mean, you know, you look at these um, a lot of misogynistic stuff as well. Like um, he denounced the I'm, I'm reading from the New York Times article. He denounced the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player and the tolerance of players protesting during the playing of the national anthem. Um, you know, so just I mean, yeah, I obviously that's not the direction that the NFL wants to go. They, they want to be very tolerant, very open um, as they should. And, you know, I think John Gruden behind closed doors, you know, didn't, didn't agree with it. And, and I think that that shows you too, that, and, uh, and like I said, uh, Mina made a great point about this as well, about how, you know, a lot of these powerful people, when they're comfortable, you see their kind of their true colors, you know, obviously Gruden wasn't voicing any of this stuff publicly, but amongst, you know, in, in private emails, this is where the, the, his, his, you know, what he truly thinks comes out. So, and I, actually this was all, um, this was all uh, put out because of the, um, the investigation into the Washington football team about the whole, you know, the, the kind of the terrible culture that was around when, uh, when Dan Snyder was the owner. So, I mean, Honestly, unfortunately, I could honestly see more of this kind of stuff coming out with different coaches and stuff, because I, I honestly doubt that John Gruden is the only person that has these kind of these views. Yeah. And if anything, this is only going to amplify um, the NFL to do more investigations like this, because yeah. it's exactly like you said, like, I really find it hard to believe that one or two coaches or one coach and an owner is the only people to kind of promote like toxic cultures like this. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's a, t- it's a, I don't want to say a changing time, but it's uh, it's an ongoing investigation. That's going to probably come up with a lot more interesting stuff. I would not be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Just an unfortunate situation. And I mean, um, looking at it from a perspective of the Raiders, like you said, it's, it just, it sucks for them because obviously they were, you know, they started out three, and know, um, they, they're having a good season so far. I mean, you know, the past week was pretty disappointing with, with the losing to the bears, but I don't know. I just, you know, but I'll say this too. I mean, what was, was John Gruden? I, I think I always felt that John Gruden was probably one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. Me too. Be- because it's like, okay, he won the Super Bowl, but he didn't build that team. You know, if, if you know the history, like he was the coach of the Raiders the, the years prior, and then he went to Tampa Bay, and they pretty much all already had like a contender. And, you know, he just happened to kind of be the coach and, and was kind of riding those coattails. And obviously they played the Raiders in the Super Bowl, so he, he you know, he was pretty familiar with what they were doing. And, um, and I mean, even in his second stint with the Raiders, um, I believe they only, they made the playoffs once under him, if I'm correct. Um, but other than this year, they really haven't had a whole lot of success and they paid him a lot of money. Um, so, you know, I mean, even from just a purely, you know, pure football perspective, um, you know, I always thought he was kind of overrated, but. Yeah, I, I mean, like we both said, 
there's there's no place for any of this stuff in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. It's just I, I think it I think he's just being held responsible for you know for stuff that he said and, and I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, for the record, in his second stint with Oakland, Oakland, with the Raiders, who at the time were Oakland, so don't come after me, everybody. Yeah. Um, they did not make the playoffs. Oh, they didn't? Okay. Since from 2018, 2019, 2020, and now 2021, he hasn't. The last time he did make the playoffs was with Tampa in 2007, and he lost. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, 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 I'm totally on board with you. I never really thought John Gruden was a good coach, so – it just goes to prove that he was kind of an idiot on and off the football field. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Segwaying off of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> off of that depressing stuff. Yeah. But... This is, yeah. This is going to be kind of a difficult uh, segue, but um, <laughs> on a lighter note, uh, we're, we're going to do our weekly uh, wrap up of our survivor pool. So last week, Rob picked the Vikings and I picked the Patriots. And as usual, both teams kind of made us work for for our win or our, you know, our survival, if you will. Um, So, I mean, yeah, just I'll just say quick briefly about, you know, the Patriots. I honestly I wasn't really thinking about the survivor pool when I was watching the game, to be honest, I was just. more concerned about them winning. Um, so, you know, they pulled it out, but with the Vikings, yes. I mean, we already kind of talked about it with Detroit, but. Yeah. I, like I, I said earlier, I was in, I'm in a, I'm in a survivor pool as well on Yahoo. And I got that notification 10 minutes before the game started that Dalvin cook was out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way I'm going through with this. So I panicked and in Yahoo, I took Tampa who obviously came away with the win and uh, Minnesota walked it off. So whatever, rather be safe than sorry. Um, But regardless, we're moving on to week six. Yep. The 33% mark of the season. If that's a term, (laughs) Um, have you looked forward into week six as to who you're going to pick? I have it. I'm, I'm looking right now. Um, Hmm. Let me see here. Have I, I don't picked... mind. I don't mind Indy. I haven't picked the Rams yet, so that would that seems like uh that would be a decent game to pick. Uh, Packers or wait, have I picked the Packers already? No, I have not picked the Packers. Um. Yeah, I th- honestly, those would be the two that I'm I'm leaning towards. What about you? Well, I've already taken both of them, <laughs> so so that's not good. But um, you know what I smell? What I upset. smell a hot take. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Hear me out. Coming off of a week where their head coach just got fired and exposed, and a great, a good defensive player in Nasib is taking personal days off. The Broncos are hosting the 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 Raiders. 
There's no way Denver loses. Or is there? Or is there? Is it a trap game? Because you're always talking to me about trap games. <sighs> Let's see. I, I don't think that's a bad I don't think that's a bad pick. But mm, I don't know. I'm I mean, just like, thinking like from the perspective of, of the Raiders, like yeah. Actually, now I'm looking at this. Have you you even picked the Chiefs? The Chiefs would be a good pick too. I think. I think yeah, they got. I think they got to be Washington. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, like I this think, is this is three weeks in a row now where I've taken an iffy game. Yeah. And I've made it out alive. But do I ride the hot streak? I'm. I'm just thinking like, like there's no way, or not no way, but like how as a team do you like band together and go play a football game? in what's today wednesday in thursday friday Saturday, four days from now yeah after all this is going on yeah it's tough. that's just that's how i'm thinking yeah i think i'm gonna go with hmm, I, it's between the rams and the packers for me um I think I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the Rams probably is even a safer pick, but I think I should, uh, I should maybe save it for, for later in the season. I don't know. I'm torn between the Colts and the Broncos. Um, Obviously I think the Colts is a much safer pick, but Mm -hmm. If I want to look like a genius, uh, then I'll take the Broncos. But yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick the Colts. Okay. Because I think one, it's safer, and two, I think I can use Denver more down the road than I can yeah. for the Colts. So we're gonna be conservative this week and uh, go with the Colts. Okay. All right, you yeah. locking it in? I'm locking it in. Okay. Good to go. Put it in ink, set in stone. Yep. I'm good to go. Okay, there you have it. So for this week, I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers, and Rob is going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. So tune in next week to see if we're still alive. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's been so far, it's been pretty pretty tense, but we're we're – riding we're, we're still alive so that's all that matters that's all that matters just win yep just win so um yeah i mean that'll that that just about wraps up our uh the 11th episode of spike the otl football podcast um you know as always i'll put all of our uh, social links in the description links to the website links to the website socials Follow all those to keep up with all the latest OTL uh, news articles. Um, you know, I think we got some, we're going to have some, some, some football stuff in the works as well. Um, just figuring that stuff out. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, and I know, we, I know we always, we keep saying this, but we're, I think we're going to have some guests on in the upcoming weeks. I definitely want to have some guests on. So, 
I'm probably yeah. going to approach some people um, and see what we can do. Yeah. And also, if you're a professional in the industry, please respond to some of my messages. Yes. Because uh, if, you know, Nate Burleson is listening or yeah, whoever. Times, if, you're, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you know, it's just good, clean family fun. We're not trying to. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to do anything bad here. So come on down. But again, if we don't, um, if we don't get a professional from the industry on, we will definitely have somebody on from OTL who has the a next great best football thing. mind. Yeah, the next best thing, next up in line. So it's good. And as always, I know we say this every week, but we have uh, OUA weekly recaps, which come out yes. uh, every week or so, which is great. Keep up with that and be on the lookout for this episode or these episodes and just all great content at OTL. You know, hockey season starts tonight yep. as of the recording. So a lot of uh, off-season reviews, and I'm sure they'll have plenty of more content once the season gets well underway. And, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, that, that just about wraps it up. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Um leave a review if you can and yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next week